Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are talking all things football, isn't it, Mark? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking big win today from Liverpool. Man United's big win against, who was it? Brighton. 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 Wants to watch. And uh, all our regular stuff. Let's go. So I guess uh, Liverpool have won the league once again. Were they? I might be wrong. I might be misremembering it. But were they not nine points clear at Christmas once upon a time and didn't win the league again then? That's was that under Rodgers? Was that last no, that season? That was last season. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Just checking. So then, no. Do you know what? I said leading up into that game, I sent you guys a message that Man City are going to get fucked, and they pretty much got it handed to them. Like City did look like they were going to. Maybe do a few things, maybe what, in the first 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, it was yeah. funny you say that, because after 15 minutes, I was watching a game where they were 2-0 down and they should have been 1-0 up. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know that they got the credit. Did I say it on the pod last time, about the handball rule, and how... You said it in one of them, yeah. I was looking forward to the time where... Because if the ball hits a player's arm and a goal scored, that team then goes on to score a goal, they immediately give a free kick. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Free I kick set... from where in, where the handball was made. Yeah, so so that's been the rule. And then I said, I think either on the pod or in a conversation with friends, is oh, what happens if that handball occurs in their own penalty area? So it hits someone's arm, they run to the other end of the field and score. Do they then give a penalty to the other team? Because that's what should happen. And I was like, well, that's quite unlikely to happen. But then it happened today. Yeah, that is exactly so what happened. If what happened to Trent, happened closer to Man City's goal. They would have, the VAR would have ruled the goal out, brought the ball back and gave the free kick. But because he was inside their area, they would have had to give a penalty. And I think they just didn't have the bottle to give well, Man City the penalty. Of, I think part of the problem was that it actually hit David Silva's arm first, wasn't it? And they kind of, oddly enough, they cancel each other out. I think that's, that's the kind how, of what the... That's not but, how the rule works. But though. what they've done is they've, like, they've created this rule where they've found themselves in a situation where they say... We haven't got, we haven't got enough. Like, the rule isn't strong enough for us to re- award a penalty the other way. Like, but you if, can. I mean, th- but that's the easy answer. That's the right call. The right call is that they give it. They should have called a penalty. Like, but, that's a penalty. But what I'm saying hands, is, goal, goals have been ruled out all season because of the exact same thing and a free kick given to the defending team. What marks on that is the the law changed this year on the handball. We did talk about it loads so on the pod when it first came it? in. It wasn't to go with the out, it was just a law change, which was just to say the attacking team... So it basically favoured the defensive teams. So the attacking team, if a goal was scored, and it happened to Man City, because I think Laporte handled the ball just before Jesus scored early on in the season, because it hit his hand in the box, accidentally, but it hit it and then landed at Jesus and he scored, they ruled it out, because they said the rule is, even if it's accidental, if it touches any part of the arm and it helps the attacking team then it is it disall- uh, to cre- create and score a goal and the goal is disallowed. Now, within five or t- ten seconds of Alexander-Arnold handballing the ball, Liverpool have gone on to score. So the argument then is he became a defender. A re- he was originally a defender, so the handball rule doesn't apply. Suddenly he's an attacker because they went up and scored a goal, so the rule should have applied. To your yeah. point, they've got themselves... They just ti- didn't have- the rule is so stupid, they've got themselves tied up in a knot where they can't... Make it work. Yeah, because they've created two handball off. rules, yeah. and they found themselves in a situation where they need to apply their new handball rule, 
to give a penalty, which they never really thought would happen. So you could you could see the confusion. In your opinion, what do you think it should have happened? Well, for consistency, they should have given a penalty for City. Be, it has to be a penalty. Has to be for consistency. That's not what I want to happen. What? But, but you like, don't think it, that should. I don't think that. I don't think that. I said it at the start of the season. We've got two handball rules. It's a stupid rule. Yeah. Like, but I'm saying, like, for you, you don't think that's a penalty. Like, I think that. the way they've been refing all season, they should have given the penalty because that's just how it's been. Like, it's weird though because it's kind of like the last couple of weeks. I feel obviously the referees are still trying to make these adjustments. But they're kind of actually getting it more and more wrong. It's not like they've improved. Because they're changing better. their minds like, every week. It's like new rules. Every but this, week, this, different, but different this one was a ticking time bomb. Like we, I, yeah. I've spoke about it many times. You can't have two different handball rules. That's crazy. Because attack and defense are only seconds away from each other. There's yeah. no, there's no like real difference. Yeah. It's not it's like not, NFL where you've got your defensive team on or yeah. your attacking team on. Like yeah. it's too fluid to have two different rules. And in this case, summed up why. So, City conceded. That is some top class analysis of this handball yeah but all VAR's done is basically show show up all the stupid laws and stupid rules that they've been inventing over the last few years mm. all VAR has done is basically bring them to light and go, and everyone's now going well that's a stupid rule well yeah. that's a stupid rule well I, think, I actually think the rule they introduced has been mi- misinterpreted by the English refs because I think the rule was meant to be because when they talked about it, it was saying a goal cannot occur off someone's hand, even if it's accidental. So say you, I had a shot it, and you're on my team and it hit your arm and went in. You cannot score with your hand. But then yeah. we, the refs have interpreted that to be it cannot strike your hand any time, even if you're not the goal scorer. So it's hit your arm, bounce to someone else and they score. So I think they've misinterpreted the rule it was meant to be. And now they've found themselves in this odd situation well, they've disallowed four or five goals already this season using that rule and now they haven't for Liverpool so you can understand why Pep was pissed anyway well there was a, I think there was three handballs in there and that's why it's really angry that's why it's funny reaction at the end when he was shaking the referee's hand saying thank you thank you thank you very much yeah in his post, post-match post interview I was just listening to on the way here yeah. uh, he refused to comment he just said, he speak, said to speak, Mike, to... speak to Mike Riley about it yeah it wasn't. It wasn't a great refereeing game. Like I don't know if the VAR is just messing them up. They, football referees are crap anyway. But um, like there was a, I didn't. I had it written down to remember. Do you remember last week against? We didn't do a pod last week, but uh, Everton v Watford, and they had a penalty. Yeah. And I thought that was incredibly. Weak. One. Was, yeah, yeah, incredibly weak. Like I don't know how VAR can give that kind of penalty away. They had the week field. where they just yeah. decided they yeah. went the complete opposite to what they've been doing all season and decided VAR was going to overrule everything and there's that one week where they overruled like four different decisions the Arsenal Crystal Palace one yeah. all of them I, See I just think it. this is where the conversation for the ref and the VAR needs to come into play yeah. because because my default position is that on, if it's like the Delefeu one you go with the on-field decision but if that on field is the ref saying to VAR, I think there was some contact there. I'm not sure. Can you check it for me? And VAR says there's contact, and then they give the the penalty. Then you're like, okay, VAR hasn't overruled the ref. The ref has used VAR to yeah. his advantage. Well, interestingly, like the, the the FA have come out and said to, or the FA, or the head of the referee and association, MO, yeah, PGM. have told have told the referees essentially that they should start. It was recommended they should start using the on screen. Uh, the sideline screen for VAR, and like you said, with the English interpretation, because I, I believe they're like 
the referees in like the German league and all the other ones are looking at the screens. Yeah. It? But yeah. for some reason, England referees are just they're just deferring to the VAR referee, and it's so strange that I think they're like they're like king referees there, isn't it? They're kind of telling the referee on the pitch what's actually happening. Yeah. And I don't know how the referee. I don't even know how the referee can kind of just defer like that and just allow him to sit because he's not even looking at it. He has no idea what's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this is it. It's there is teething issues, but I do think. Having, do you think the TV issues? Like, do you not think we should yeah. be a bit over that? We've had enough season. Well, it, as we see, it's so hard to change the rule mid-season because then you say, "Well, it's unfair now because you've yeah. given these decisions all like, season." Like I said, it's just it's started to. We've now started to realise there are so many stupid rules and laws that actually no longer like that just can't work. When you've mm. now got a video ref that has to go by the letter of the law, now they're being found out. So all season being complaining so, about VAR, the reality is. The technology far works. Technology is fine. The people Somewhat, use, like, well, the still people subjective use, a bit. All right, it, it, it's very subjective for offside side. because of the frames and everything. But technically, having video refs helps. But the referees that are managing it still, they're still making subjective calls, mm. and they're still having they're still having to abide by what are stupid laws and rules, which are unfortunately either writing off goals or giving them incorrectly. And they're so confused and lost that every week you, you never know where you're going to stand. Just don't know. Yeah. I think there's simple things they can just do. Like, the the offside and certain fact-based stuff VAR should use. The more subjective stuff... Because the reason they don't use the, the sideline so much is because there's already enough wasted time as it is. And they're trying to reduce the amount of time VAR disrupts the game for. But... I don't even. I, I was thinking the other day, should it be almost like a challenge based system where. You said that last <clears> week, didn't you? Or the other. Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe each team has a challenge for yeah. those subjective decisions. Now you get into like American sports. Yeah, yeah but like. Oh, tennis has it, or they all have it. Don't but there's also challenge. issues I have around the time. Like, I think they should stop the clock for VAR. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. was it the Chelsea Ajax game? Well, the 4 the 4. Yeah. It went. They took, I think. When Chelsea scored the fifth goal to make it 5-4, it got ruled out by VAR. And the commentator said it took four and a half minutes, just that one VAR decision. Both teams had three subs. Every goal was VAR checked. There was, what was there, five goals in the second half? Yeah. They added four minutes on, and the ref blew the whistle after three and a half. And it was like, they, they joked on BT, like, oh, maybe the ref's got a train to catch to get back home and didn't want, to, didn't want the That's game to overrun. Like, like, a lot of the games in the Premier League, They've had they've added like seven minutes, eight minutes yeah. to these games. I think most I've seen now is nineteen. It was a, it was a game in nineteen minutes. <laughs> Where was that? Come on, one of those the uh, horrible injury. I can't the remember. The Angel Gomez. Uh, Angel Gomez. Uh, the son Tottenham Everton. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's different. Like, Andre Gomez. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. What uh, did you say, Lewis? Angel. Yeah. Hey, Andre. Who did Angel Gomez play for? Man United. Yeah. Yeah,我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们是我们
Uh, Who the hell is Angelino? Well, it, right, yeah. exactly. So you, you take that team and you compare it to what they would have had, which would be Laporte, which would be Mendy, which would be... Like, I don't well, no, think Mendy, Mendy yeah. quite yet. Zinchenko. Yeah. I think, Mendy, I think Zinchenko, Mendy, the Mendy train has, has got... Or you can sell it. They've got a £50 on the bench. is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, but then some of it is Pep, isn't it? I yeah, think. but arguably, you look at that team, and I know David Silva was on the bench, but he's obviously not fit because he didn't come on. There's a lot of players missing for that team. Uh, that I think if you have if they have their first team and Edison's a massive brother, I think Edison's he, the for biggest a goalkeeper to yeah. not make a save is just I know he made one in this game but the guy just doesn't save. It's anything. funny because one thing, yeah, but he's passing the ability obviously. The one thing Man United have had for years now is such a good backup to De Gea. Yeah, like, Romero. Yeah, Romero and before him Victor Valdez. Like we've, or like when De Gea's injured, he's our best player, but it's never felt that big. Yeah, but like, when teams... Liverpool and City lost their goalie. Yeah. It just their whole defense. Well, Liverpool like, survived, didn't they? Because they had. Um, I think they've conceded like every game this season. Yeah, but how many teams really have a really good backup? Because it, it's it's a weird that out of like um, positions in teams like backup goalkeepers like the odd one because you have to be the kind of person who's good enough to be a Premier League goalkeeper, yeah. but resigned to being like you know what, I'm happy not to play. But that's where you get the older keepers. Like yeah. Jose Mourinho was on Sky talking about he always had a good second choice keeper. He was like he had Romero at United. He had. Uh, Schwartz, I remember when he bought him in at Chelsea. Yeah, he had Cudicini at Chelsea. Had um, Casillas at Real Madrid. He, um, he, <laughs> it was like he come in and Casillas was god, and he just brought Navas in as yeah. the number one. Like Navas still tearing it up at PSG now. Is he? Yeah, he's doing very well. Very Terrible league. <laughs> it, is a, it is a farmers league. It's bad. Is it hashtag Emery out? Oh yeah. Did you like the the chant from Leicester's fans? What did they say? Sacked yeah. in the evening. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I've seen the highlights of that game. I didn't. I didn't watch the game itself, but I've seen the highlights of the. Well, we uh, were kind of watching it here a bit yesterday, um, so it's kind of in and out of it. But Arsenal are just. Oh, they're so bad, aren't they? They're just so bad, I'm, I'm, so wasteful. It's unbelievable. It's like they don't want to score. Yeah. Do you do you, do you not think they're just completely disorganised? Like, uh, that, the, man, yeah. the man on the ball doesn't know where to pass yeah. it. He's looking around, going, "What? Where is a player?" Well, it's like they, they've. They've worked on half a plan. Yeah. So they so they know it's like they really work on how to get out of their own half, but then don't know what to do as soon as they get into the opposition's half. So so when they're in their own half, they've clearly instructed certain triangles and positions to play from the back out, but they haven't worked from the midfield forward. Like so, they kind of like, get lost. I feel like right? in the training sessions, like they start there and and um, Unai Emery's go, you stand here. This is how we're gonna start. You stand here. You stand here. You stand here. All right, what we do next? And then he like gets a phone call and then has to walk up. <laughs> or like, no, he, he just starts talking and no one understands what he's Good saying. Evening. Yeah, he just <laughs> stands there with his stupid face. No, it wasn't, a, to be fair, before month, the game I went fun. to with you a few weeks ago, the Palace game, before that, I kind of thought, well, Arsenal haven't got the greatest squad in the world. You've got a pretty good strike force, but admittedly, pretty weak midfield, not the greatest defence, so probably not his fault. It's just not dealing with a great... I disagree. Since watching that game, though, the disorganisation yeah. of that team is down to one person. That is the, you've got one job as a manager, organise the team, put, them, put the right players in the right position on the pitch. They're missing Xhaka as well. <laughs> <laughs> Already there's rumours of him going to Everton or God knows where, uh, but um, they're, for, they're, yeah, for me, that was it. Emery, uh, clearly... He does not know, not know what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, I've seen Torreiro a handful of times and he is just not disciplined enough to be a defensive head. No. Like, that's not his position though. Yeah. I think he's good. He's he really lets good player, to... players run time and time again. You can see he half follows him back and they, like... Yeah. He's, he's, good, just... he's, he's a good tackler and he's quite tenacious and he gets the ball back. But you're right, he's not someone that should be 
sitting up in front because he kind of wants it. He's not quite a box to box midfielder, but he does like to get himself about a bit. And he reminds me a bit of Jack. He's Wilshire. just a centre mid. He's just an out and out centre mid. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then I don't know what else you do in terms of what players you have around him because you've got um, Gwendozi there, who's I think probably just set the same thing, kind of an out and out centre mid. Do you know not when he turned from... up? It's like the first thing you think is, oh, he looks a bit like David Luiz. But he's got as much shit houseery about him as David Lewis, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he's quality. Gwendouzi is a cheat. He's a oh, sly guy. Oh, like, right, do you know yeah, what I mean? He's yeah. like he's he he'll leave the game, and the opposition fans will think he's an ass, isn't he? Like he spends the whole game cheating, and complaining. Like, yeah. yeah, he's a good player though. He's a good passer. Oh, he's for his suitable. age as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and already he's in, getting in the France squad. Well, this so is a, a this player. is the thing as well. It's a bit rough with Arsenal because they're so crap. You, you kind of don't trust him. Being, I've, I've, first of all, let me just say, I think he's great and I do really, really like him. I've actually got to talk him up to Rory because Rory hates him. But in that Arsenal side, it's really hard to trust whether he's actually that good of a player because he's playing in a team that's pretty shit or he's quality. I mean, I think he's shown he's got some, some really good I think he's, I mean, like I said, yeah. he's what, 19? I think he's yeah. plenty Come good enough a second at that, league in at that France. age. Yeah. And the fact that he's making the French squad, when, when you look at that French squad, and I think we're at, a point, we're at a point now where I do think Leicester are a, a better team than Arsenal. Oh, so, without a doubt. So Absolutely. Arsenal are away at a better team. So yeah, they just needed to be more competitive. Yeah, but, but, but the thing it's, is, Leicester shouldn't be a better team than Arsenal. Well, except you say that, but we, we had this conversation weeks ago and we said, like, like man for man, the Leicester first have won the Leic- league in the last 10 years. No, Let's not happen. Leicester City, man for man, if you play their first 11. How many of those players would get into a top, in quotes, six side, including Arsenal? Most of them. They've probably got, behind Alexander-Arnold and um, Robertson, they've got the two best wing-backs. Probably well, they're in the second league. in the league. Yeah, they've got, <laughs> they've got Vardy, who's one of the best, like, most formidable strikers in the league. You've got people like Madison, Tielemans and Dini, who are just unbelievable, those, those guys. I mean, that team, man for man, would get in, outside of Liverpool and City, they'd get in most teams. Brendan Rodgers talking about Vardy and just saying how... Even he was really impressed with how clinical Vardy is. When he gets a chance, he just scores him. And he's like, and his interview after was just talking about he just never switches off. So if he gets half a chance, he's convinced he'll score it and he's ready and he'll never get caught napping because he's probably in the form of his career, Vardy. Yeah, since that well, ten goal maybe run. not. Maybe not the yeah the <clears> season <throat> they won the league where he scored every game. But he like scored he scored twenty in his last twenty two. Yeah. like he is like scoring. The, every the one game. thing I would say about Leicester, um, I don't know how much you guys look into things like XG and XA that the expected goals. Uh, expected assist is a little bit. What? I thought no. you were saying your gender phone. <laughs> they are. Uh, no, so expected goal. Everyone's like expected, expected goals, goals make becoming more expected assists. Well, the, please, the thing about, right, please explain it to Chris then, because I have no idea what that means by expected goals. When they say it after the match, you're like, well, they scored two goals. How are you expected so to get more? Expected, expected goals yeah. was invented by basically the gambling community and by analysts who were watching football. And because football is such a low scoring game, you can win a game by one nil. You could absolutely dominate a game and you can still lose it. Yeah. So the analysts would look at everything they can to try and get an edge and go, well, how can I make a judgment call that over time, data and analysis will allow me to make a call on whether I think this team should or shouldn't score goals or make assists or whatever. So the XG thing was invented a few years back, basically by these analysts. And what they do is they look at so the, the type of chance, where they are, what foot they hit it with, how close they were to the goal. They basically look at how many times should they score based on all of those factors versus they do or don't score. So the most interesting thing about XG for this season is 
Leicester, their XG for this season is 15. So they should have scored 15 goals. They've scored 29 goals. As the they are the furthest away which from mean, their expected goal, which means Leicester will well, drop soon. So the, yeah, there's two things, but most that analysts that's what the prediction. Most yeah, analysts would predict that they are performing well above where they should because they're so clinical. And admittedly, the nine nil didn't help, but they're so clinical. And Vardy is one of the highest away from his XG, so he is scoring way more because he's so clinical. And the argument is either he is just that. A bit clinical. like when Papa Cisse, the Newcastle striker, just was scoring every week, and you're like. Yeah. He's not that good. He's terrible, <laughs> but he's scoring every but, week. At some point, he'll all, stop. The, the one thing about it, that is there, there are people like live and die by it, but you have to take some context because somebody with a similar XG to Vardy is Benteke. So when Benteke plays... That's a rude, yeah, man. But that's, that's rude because, to Vardy. That's because Benteke gets in the same positions. He just misses loads. So the difference is Benteke doesn't score much and Vardy scores loads. One's clinical and one's not. One's a great striker and one isn't. But they're getting similar chances in front of goal. So when you look at Leicester this season... The stats, which an analyst will tell you, they're probably going to die out. They cannot maintain the level of performance they're doing I at the moment because they're scoring more goals and making more chances than the, the typical game would suggest they should. But based on not knowing what XG was, your explanation has made me like it even less. <laughs> Why? But what makes it's so me dumb, though, because like, it's like... On Sky Sports, they, don't, they always joke about it. They're like, I don't care about XG... So what do you think of the game? Oh, they should have scored four. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is XG. Expected goals. Yeah. That is exactly what should have scored. I just think, it, I think it's interesting. I'm, not, I'm still, the jury's out with me. I'm, I'm unsure about it as well. But no, I, stuff I, like that is really the interesting. The XG, I don't mind actually, it, it, alongside other stuff. But uh, expected assists. Assists to me and are just... I don't know. I, I like a good assist, but the stat of an assist is well, just bit... The, the you don't like the stat of... You don't like the It's assist. so mis- misleading, what, an assist. assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only from a fantasy football context, but... Just in, in general, I don't think it really sums it up. Like, goals, yes, you can score tap-ins, you can score open goals, but there's so much more positioning. With, it, with an assist, they're so varied between assists. Like, I unless you're Kevin De Bruyne. Like he's, he's got well, one of the, the highest rates of assists. just going to say, you, there's, because, a re- there's a reason why De Bruyne and... Trent Alexander-Arnold both get high numbers of assists because yeah. they're quality passers. They're, they're, the fit, their crossing is unbelievable and their vision f- to be able to play on the in that like in between defender and midfield from that half side of the pitch. The, the ability to be able to play perfect balls consistently is why they're so high. But what's really what the other reason I'm not a massive fan of XA they call it expected assists is because actually when you look at the numbers. All the super subs or the impact people, so like Mares is the Callum Hudson Adoys, all of the Mari Greys, they're all massively high on expected assists. But it's actually because those guys come on with like twenty minutes to go, twenty five minutes, and they're obviously pushing the team trying to win, so they're obviously going to create chances. Yeah. So you do have to take it all with a pinch of salt. But uh, I, it's really interesting. The more I've been getting into it, the more I've been sort of dying to know whether it's actually going to come to fruition. My, my test is going to be uh, Pereira versus Chilwell. I've got Pereira in my fantasy football team at the moment. But the XG and XA suggest Chilwell is like six times better than Pereira. But he's outscoring him every week. So I'm going to see what happens. I might put Chilwell in. Mm. We'll see. Yeah, still. Don't know about that. You watched the Man United game? I did watch the Man United oh, game on a stream. Illegal. <coughs> Sorry. Lifesport.eu. Great uh, site for football. Oh, God. Oh, dear. Shout out. <laughs> you got your VPN as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a really exciting game actually. I really enjoyed it. Uh, which is, I don't think I've said that in a while from a Man United game, but it was really, really entertaining because both teams actually played 
good football, expansive football. I mean, United, Rashford sort of scored a hat trick, uh, more than a hat trick. What's his XG? Don't know, don't know but he missed. I, I, I reckon it's probably the miss of the season so far. I don't remember seeing any. He's one yard out, open goal, ball comes to him, he scuffs it, and it just goes past the post, literally right in front of the goal. That was embarrassing uh, and pretty annoying because I've got him in my fantasy football team. Um, but I have to say, Martial being he, back as a number nine yeah, just transforms the reason it. Have come back oh, massively. He just transforms it. He's the only guy in that team that can play. He can play with his back to goal. And that's what that's what Rashford, that's what Pereira, that's what they will need and Dan James because before they didn't have anyone that was having like back to goal that was able to play one-twos or play. Well, his touch, and his, it's just, it's just class. Yeah. It's Sometimes really things class. can get overcomplicated. So when Manu are on their bad run, it's like, what's wrong? And now it's like, well, it's simple, just certain players are missing. Yeah. But Martial coming back. But he didn't have a, like, a proper striker, I guess. I mean, that's it. Rashford I think Rashford's been found out. He, he's not a number nine. But I think he's, he should be all right with that because when you see him on the wing, he gets assists, he, he takes on players, he scores goals. I mean, that's great. So carry on playing there. There's no reason why not to. Yeah. That's where he should play for England. And he just shouldn't be trying to be a number nine because he's, he's not. Did we talk about his free kick last time? Uh, we haven't had a pod since then. That was not. a banger, wasn't that it? That was. But the, the thing about free kicks like that, it's like, that'll work probably about once in a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Rashford's free kicks are awesome. Oh, I landed, he did another one today and it just landed on the roof of the net. He nearly did the same again, though. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like you, you're just kind of just hitting the ball and hoping. It's like a knuckle, knuckle, uh, what's it? A knuckle I think ball. it's a bit more than hitting hope. But well, it is because the ball's just moving. It's not like he's aiming for a certain corner. That ball has so much movement in it, you're just kind of hitting it and hoping. It's not like you're placing it anyway. But it was a good goal. Yeah. Great um, free kick. Yeah, Brighton played their part. Um, but I have to say, that McTominay kid. Is he I, right? Do you know what? I've seen... I've, I started, I've, watched a lot, I've watched a lot more of him this season. Because you only found out about him this season, didn't you? No. You'd never seen him before I'd seen season. him a couple of times, but I hadn't seen him <laughs> play particularly well. I've watched quite a bit this season. And... He is yeah. really good. He the disrespect in- you put on his name. <laughs> he actually still- went, uh, <laughs> he went off injured right at the end. Yeah. They, uh, he, they actually stuck him on a stretcher down the tunnel, which is a shame. But I think it looked like he just turned his ankle. He might be all right after the international break. But him and Fred... I it's mean, always convenient when your player's stretched off just before injury. Yeah, yeah. you've got a few weeks to rest. But him and Fred just... Admittedly, like Brian Hamlet got the strongest midfield. But him and Fred, they <clears> really dominated that midfield. Which is good for Fred. I, I think McTominay is good. Fred is obviously a bit up and down. So. Fred just adds energy. Like He occasionally does random bits of quality. But I, I don't, he's not there for quality. He's there for energy. And I, and I don't mind that because that's what Man U needs sometimes. Sometimes they are someone too slow. Yeah, just someone who can move the ball a bit quicker. Like yeah. Pereira got, um, got his first goal in like 50 appearances or something yeah. uh, which was a horrible deflected goal and then the, there was an own goal that was scrappy that McTominay got but then was an own goal they were scrappy but the, I, the one thing I would say I look at that team I saw Williams at, got man of the match Brandon the, Williams Brandon Williams a, a left yeah. back I told was, you he's good I, I found him to cross the ball he, he was really good he just needs to learn how to cross the ball and he'll become a good left back but he offered more than actually a young, young kid yeah he's 19 yeah, I think 19. Um, but he, English. Looked, he looked good he's English yeah, of the Williams at Liverpool's Welsh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's two young Williams fullbacks, one at Liverpool, one at United. But the, the <clears> one, the one thing I would say about that United team is Pogba's apparently coming back. Oh, so after the international break, if not then, he'll be back soon after in December. And the one place I could see him slotting straight in is Pereira's role because Pereira works hard and he tries, but he's just not quite got the quality. If you had, if Pogba in that way they played today, if Pogba was in that position, 
we'd have scored a lot more goals because Pereira just doesn't quite have the sight. He doesn't quite have the ability to play that final ball and just misplaced it a few times. You can imagine someone of Pogba's quality playing in that he's number 10. He's more of an outside player, isn't he? I know, but if he played well, no, he's in played that role outside, at number 10... But he's played really well at number 10. So he's play, he he's played, played number 10 against Liverpool. Yeah. And he's done really well since they moved him in the centre. Yeah. At the wing, I just don't think he's no, got he's enough not, about He's him. not a winger. Um, but I think that, that was the one thing for me is the way McTominay and Fred have played the last three or four games. Pogba's back. I think you put him in number 10 in Pereira's space and you might have a pretty deadly front line with Dan James. Watford got their first win. Did you watch that game? They did. I didn't. Did. No, I missed Who it. Who would have called it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> we'll get to that later, Mark. <laughs> um, or we can get to it now. I don't know. Results League? Can do. Yeah, we'll talk about Results League. Cause well, Mark, did you watch the Watford game? I did. Well, I watched most of it and then it was just... It's just... It petered out. It got a bit boring. Were they good? Uh, they were better than... Um, Norwich. So one thing, my biggest takeaway from that is Pookie just looks so, like, just lacking in confidence. He looks sad. Like, What's he done? Uh, look, if he's if he's if he's not feeling confident, if he's like that, probably yeah. Because at the beginning of the season, he was flying, he was moving everywhere, and he, he looked like a positive player. But now he's just kind it of. Just, it does show like you how how you can quickly make your mind up after a few games because we would have all said Norwich were the best team to come up, and now it's yeah, like way they play. Yeah, yeah, Sheffield United. They they had inferior good way of playing, but they weren't showing it at the start. And now it, Sheffield United are, are rising up the league, and Norwich are genuine well, you relegation. About, like, you talk about like you talk about clinical and stuff. They got um, they've got like Hernandez is a decent player. What's his name? Oh no, Hernandez. Yeah. Uh, what's their name? Barbuena? Is it not? Uh, Buendia. He's Buendia. a really good player. Very yeah. good, but they just it's like they're good players, but they just haven't got that final kind of. Execution. Well, I think Daniel Farker has a way of playing. He's classic, like, Klopp school of football. He has a way of playing. He wants to be attacking. He wants, And it just, that's it. That's his one way. And clearly these Premier League teams have already like figured it out. Daniel Farker. Yeah. I love him. He's I don't great. like what is happening here. Yeah. I love it when he talks about how much he loves his players. I love them all. I love them so much. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says in his interviews. I just love every player. Oh, my God, Dan. Yeah, um, but no, they got so Mark actually predicted two one for Watford. Well, Mark must have been so checking close. out the XG I, table. Oh my god, I was so I was gonna just give it to Mark and be like, "You absolutely wonderful man!" I was gonna praise you. I was gonna say that I'm proud of you for making that pick, but almost got there. I just not quite. I just felt it. Watford just have to win a game soon. You look at his Premier League history, and you're like, at some point they win a game. No one goes. Yeah. All the way to December without winning. What did Palace do? Palace okay. uh, Palace lost their first seven, but yeah, then they, then they, they start, winning. start winning loads. Yeah. And it was it was constantly that stupid stat about oh if the season started this day they'd be second in the yeah. league or something. Yeah. Well, it didn't, and it doesn't. They're still the third most successful team in the Premiership in 2019. Who? Palace. Oh. <laughs> They've got the crazy Hodgson stats that you just never believe, but. Um, well, they lost 2-0 oh, to Chelsea, yeah. so they might, fuck But off. just for, on Watford, oh, in my XG Zaha? table... The, uh, in the car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I, but I was just going to say, Watford, in the XG table, uh, they should be about seven places higher. So actually, yeah. analysts would have probably gone for Watford as well. And to be honest, two wins, they will be seven yeah. places Yeah, and then well, that's <laughs> it, because they've been pretty unlucky not to win. Like that Tottenham game, they should have won. Didn't Man United jump up seven places, beating Brighton today or something ridiculous? Uh, Man United, <laughs> they were bottom seven. half yesterday. Yeah, they're now up to seven. <laughs> so it's close, it's close. Between Sheffield United, and um, who's in fifth place, and then uh, Everton at 15 with um, Spurs, it's only three points. Yeah. So it's not much of a much of a difference. But yeah, you see, um, 
Who was it the player they were saying is uh, Zaha was in? Zaha. His pocket. So yeah, they were like, "You're in James' Reece, pocket." Reece James, Reece James, Reece yeah. James in his pocket. And he goes, Zaha. I was in your mum's pocket. I was in your mum's pocket. And then puts the window up. Oh, <laughs> oh he said, "Fuck it." Uh, I was in your fucking mum's pocket or something like that. Something like that, yeah. 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 I like the look of Rich James. I watched him uh, midweek in the Champions League and he looked really good. He got his first goal for them. Um, I didn't see this Chelsea game, but I heard no. he played well and he, he obviously had Zaha in his pocket. There which is not an easy thing to do, to be honest. Uh, do you know what I forgot to say earlier? i just seen a headline saying that um, Stephen Gerrard's touted to be Arsenal manager to take over Emery. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, Quick Rangers. You want to take Chris Wilder, mate. Chris Wilder at Sheffield United. He needs the big job. Uh, I don't, it, I don't really want season. personally in my team. I don't want give him a season. He's been promoted three seasons in a win. row. He's been, he's been promoted three seasons in a row. No one can seem to play against this style of football. No yeah. one can cope. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh yeah, something horrific going on outside with about a million sirens. <laughs> yeah, it's the mean streets of Caledonian Road, boy. That's <laughs> what we do out here, baby. Yeah. Oh dear. They've yeah. they've heard about your streaming. <laughs> 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 they get you. Um, no, yeah, Mark predicted 2-1, <laughs> but you got 2-0. Nil. Nil. Yeah. There you go. That was not great. Not great. All right, let's go, go to your twos. <laughs> yeah. Danny, you did... Uh, uh... So I had Villa to win away at Wolves, and that did not happen. What was the score? 2-1 uh, Wolves? 2-1, one, one. yeah. Um, although I think Villa should have had a penalty in that game. I was just keeping an eye on. And Chris went for Brighton to beat Man United. Uh, oh, I'm shit. not doing well this season. Yeah, I'm not doing well. This is why I keep losing money in my bets as well. I don't fucking clue. Chris, um, you picked Brighton to win twice now. Yeah. Both times they didn't, and you can't pick them again. So it might be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> uh, well, the score, the scores don't, don't make for good reading, Chris. Not um, for me. Mark's on 16 points. I'm on 8 points, and Chris is on 5. Yeah. Some way to be We going, haven't got an exact result in ages, have we? But I've been ticking along with the, the 1 and 2 points here and there. But Yeah, you... Wait, wait, well... I don't know, that was your first correct result in a while, actually, Mark. I'm just going back on the list. The last time you got a correct result was week eight, and that was was this game week 12. So. Oh, good thing I bought that, that cushion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a few good weeks at the start, and you did get a couple of uh, away results. So. Do you want to pick the results for next week? Even, not next week, the next it's, game yeah, week. Yeah, it's in like three We've weeks' time, isn't it? We've got international break. We have got the international break. break. Have you seen the uh, England team? Go for it. Well, I'm pretty sure I said this same thing last time, but I'm going to say it again. Well, you thought they were good players. How can we have seven strikers in, in a 23-man team? Crazy. I didn't know there were seven English strikers, period. Well, there's Wilson, yeah. Sancho, Rashford, Kane, Abraham, and then arguably Sterling and Hudson-Odoi, maybe they're wingers. Well, Sancho's still... not a striker. Well, they all play up front. Yeah. Like, how many players? You've got seven players for, at max, three positions. There. Well, more, more strikers, more goals, isn't it? Yeah, but we've only got eight defenders. And theoretically, if you want to play five at the back and you get a couple of injuries, then you're in a bit of trouble. Mm. Did you hear what um, uh, Southgate said about, uh, what's his name from Villa? Uh, McGinn. No. Grealish. <laughs> Grealish, yeah. He got questioned about Grealish in his interview. He said he liked him, but he's not going to pick him. No, he said really liked him, but I don't see him starting in front of Sancho, Sterling, Colin Hudson or Doyle Rashford. To which the, the, the uh, journalist kind of said... All right, what about in the midfield? And he was like, well, he, that's where he's been playing for his club. I know he can play midfield, but in, for his club in the last few games, that's where he's been playing, so that's where I'm competing. You just, I just look at that and think, that's a bit of an odd thing to say because you look at our midfield and we've got Delft and Barkley. Barkley can't get a game now. Uh, you think, think it, surely he can get, get in there. there. I think there is something about 
certain because I, I I think McNeil needs a try. Yeah, he's been outstanding this season. Like he played really well this week. But I'm like, is it because he's at Burnley? It's like it's oh. not that attractive. Well, <laughs> I mean, if, if like if Greenwich was at Chelsea or Man United this season, doing what Mount is doing, doing what yeah. arguably Pereira or any of them were doing, he'd be in that team, no question. That's why Mount's in there. That's why Barkley's in there. They'll f- always is a bit of a weird one, but I get. I guess when you've only got. Well, you've got Rice, you've got Winks, you've got Henderson. Because this is one of the last times you can really... You're starting to run out of time. Like, once you get into next year, you need to pretty much have your squad yeah. 80% nailed down. Because you're getting getting into tournament time, you need to start working on it. So this is still a time where you could bring in a couple of young players. Like I think if McNeil was at a, another club, not Burnley, he would... He would be well in contention. Hundred percent. Is he in the under twenty one squad? Yeah, he has yeah, been. Yeah. So maybe <clears throat> same thing with Madison though, where they're probably just holding him down just a little bit longer for better game experience. Well, Madison's in the squad now. Is Hopefully, it? he won't get injured. Finally. He'll finally make his uh, his his England debut, which is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, should we pick our results for next? I was just left uh, next one. Sure, I haven't looked. Oh, but um, I like my theme of continuing teams to lose. Like spreading it, so. What do you mean? So so far, he's, he's managed I've, to pick all every game week. I've picked a different team to lose. Oh, I see. So, okay, well, I've yeah. seen. I've picked Sheffield United to lose three times, unfortunately. So, oh fuck! I knew I should, I should have gone for the um, for Man City. Man. Also, should we give credit to Steve Bruce? Back-to-back wins for Newcastle. Good manager. I mean, I guess so. But he's I don't a, know how. I don't know how we're long on his back when they lose. But he's a, no, I don't I know how long you can you can survive when your strikers aren't scoring and you're relying on centre backs to score your goals every week. I don't know how how long you can survive doing that realistically. Like they got Alan Sent Maximan, who looks pretty good. You've got uh, Almiron and you have got Joe Linton, and the three of them cannot score goals. So if the front three don't score goals, there's only so long you can go relying on set pieces and. Kieran Clark, whoever it is, yeah, in the back, that maximum goals. He's funny, isn't he? He's just a he's terrible really, finisher, but he's really absolutely tricky. rapid. He, he gets round people. He, but did you see him? He's one on one. That he, he, yeah, it was in his head from the start that he was going to try and win a penalty. Yeah, like he never even thought about going for goal. He's just got. You see him diving, but then the goalkeeper gets the ball, so he like dives, and then uh, Almiron shoots. It hits him and goes. It was an open goal. Almiron shoots. It hits him and goes over, and you're like, what? Like scoring weren't even in his mind. He was like, "I'm going to win a penalty here." That was his. I think they should play Amon as striker, just a main striker. He's pretty good. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. But Amon, Sir Maximin, Joe Linton, the three of them are playing up Sorry, front. Sorry, I was listening to you. And <laughs> Amon's never scored a goal in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. Maybe they shouldn't play him up front. <laughs> well, they are playing, he's, and it's should, not working. He should have scored. What's his XG? Uh, yeah, not he great. should have scored uh, the one that he hit Maximum on the floor. Anyway, so that was maximum yeah. defense. Credit to Newcastle. Credit to Newcastle. Well done. So, who's going first? Uh, uh, do you know I, I will, one. actually. Um, I'm going to go for Bournemouth to beat Wolves at home. And I'm going to go for a scoreline of 3-1. Am I writing these in? You might as well. Go on, then. Bournemouth, what was it? Bournemouth to beat Wolves. What score? 3-1. 3-1 at home. You may have noticed it will now tell you if you type the name wrong of the team. Oh, will it? Yeah. You've done it wrong. Can I try? Yeah. So if I just type anything. Shout out to Mark and his brand spanking Didn't work. It says check the home team there, see? Oh. <laughs> you've got far too much time on your hands, Mark. When did I do it? Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Really nice. Uh, right, I'm going to go for 
the L- big London derby, and I'm going to go for Spurs in the early kickoff. Never bet on the early oh. kickoff. I'm going to go Spurs to win away at West Ham. Spurs. That's actually away. a tricky game for Spurs. It is, but West... I've not picked them yet. But that I... is, there's derbies, and then there's like certain derbies that are, are fierce. And West Ham. Did you Tottenham have to is... enter all the names in there for it to be wrong, incorrect? What do you mean? I know because there's a list of teams. So he's just yeah. taking it from the team oh. list, right? Okay, because yeah. Spurs, if you were to write Tottenham, would that, would that yeah, not work? Yeah, tell me no. that. It would say change it. Sorry, we'll get yeah, in a bit. That's fine. We're having a good time. I'm going to go for Spurs and I'm going to go for a 3-1 away win because West Ham are dire at the moment. Yeah, but Spurs are anemic, but they can't score for shit. I don't know. Sun's not stop scoring. Can't stop breaking people's legs as well. They won their appeal, didn't they? Yeah. It's a weird one, that. It's like, because he... he, he um, it, it looked like he landed incorrectly, isn't it? From, that's kind of what broke his foot. Gomez. Who? Gomez. Oh, yeah, it was actually, to do with, with Son's tackle. Well, no, it was actually a thing. Um, Serge Aurier. Yeah. Aurier. There's a photo of Aurier's foot on his foot. So right. It's unfortunate. But um, one Mark, out for Andre Mark, Gomez. Going for? So, I need to pick Arsenal to lose... Villa to lose Burn- Burnley who's Burnley got? Burnley are away at Watford you've got Arsenal at home to Southampton so I was either going to do Villa to beat Newcastle or I might do Watford to Come on, I'm going to do Aston Villa to beat Newcastle that's a good shout it's going and safe Aston Villa Monday night goals 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 to beat Newcastle and I'm going to go 2-0 2-0 I'm the only one that's gone for a home and away. Oh, sorry, away. I've gone away, Sue. So <laughs> just... One game on Sunday in fucking Sheffield United. Yeah, right. It's like three weeks away, don't worry. Jesus Christ. Um, good. Scores, always scores are locked in. And there might be a pod before we before these games are played. Yeah, next week. Right. That's your birthday weekend. They will be played that the week. That will be my birthday weekend. I'll be heavily hungover. The weekend of the 23rd of November, those games will be Happy played. Happy birthday, me. Good. That's a good point. I need to ask you about that. <laughs> off air sure. um, should we talk about the Champions League draft then yes since we're playing games yes what a week of Champions League football oh, this right. is back in the game have you updated your the scores yep okay because I was going to say otherwise this, this will take ages to no do I did that I did that this weird not score not a bad system. shout Real Madrid eh yeah but the problem is I took out Spurs didn't I for them which is a bit annoying but still not too bad um, 6-0 Rodrigo you guys are going to have to talk Patrick. me through this because I've stopped watching Champions League football since I've moved out what? because I haven't got BT Sport I'm pretty sure I, I, I don't know if it is this week I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere this might be completely wrong that it was the highest scoring game week in history for the Champions League is what I heard yeah it my teams didn't me. get I think my teams did okay results wise but not goals wise right so Danny's Danny's got Man City who are drawn actually against Atalanta that Man City. that that game, that Man City Atalanta game, was so bizarre. So <clears throat> everyone's watching Atalanta because they're a really exciting team, score loads of goals. These two teams are basically scoring the most goals of anyone in Europe. So they're going, this is going to be an amazing game. First half, literally, Atlanta didn't have one shot on target. Man City could have scored five or six. Jesus was wasteful. They just they kept missing. It was so stupid. They come out of half time. Atlanta was like a, a different team. They were unbelievable in the second half. And they, City could have lost. Uh, it was the weirdest thing. City could have been easily four or five up at half time. They weren't. They ended up drawing one one. It won't really matter. They'll qualify. But fair play to Atlanta. They said something at half time and they came out and um, yeah, they played really well in the second half to get their draw. Bayern Munich two 0 against Olympiacos for Dan. 
Yep. Atletico Madrid. I, do you remember I nearly Atleti. got rid of them? I really should have done. That was uh, almost. And they, they lost. They lost. Two one against Bayern Leverkusen. I sort of got. They're actually in uh, in dire straits. Atletico. They haven't won in watching, ages. Yeah, I've been watching. <laughs> see, I haven't really been watching Champions League games. I've been watching the goal show. on Yeah. That's oh, quite good, isn't it? I actually enjoy it where yeah. they just go between the games and then show you the goals. Do they show the goals in it? Yeah. Like, it's like a bit of version of Super Sunday. Yeah, it's yeah. like Super it's Sunday. But it's Saturday, so it's not Super Sunday. But it, it is funny. It's, like, it's, it's, it's actually all, like NFL Red yeah. Zone just for football. That's it's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's all the old Guardian podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. James oh, Richardson. Nice. And yeah, and so. Hornstein and all of those guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 Leon won 3-1 against Benfica as well. Yep, gives Danny a total of 21 points this week. Yeah, our Leon and um, Leipzig bets are coming through. Strong. Leipzig are the dark horses of this. Leipzig could win the the German Bundesliga, to be honest. They're unbelievable. Yeah, Mark had Leipzig. They won 2-0 away at Zenit St. Petersburg. Liverpool won 2-1 at home against Genk. You'd like to think they'd get a high score. Another, yeah, it was another Oxlade-Chamberlain masterclass when he came on and sort of just about got them through. I think Napoli have to get rid of. Napoli are really struggling this year. They're, they've got a brilliant team and I actually thought they'd, they'd give Juventus a run for their money in the Serie A, but they're, they're nowhere. Like they, drew one one, league. they drew 1-1 one, one against Salzburg. And then, Another um, goal from Haaland. Leipzig. Yeah. Leipzig. Uh, Jesus, we said twice. they won 2-0. It's PSG's the one you not mentioned. And, well, and oh, PSG's the one I've not mentioned. Thank you. And the two games of the week, potentially. Chelsea-Ajax, oh, yeah. which was... Unbelievable Ooh. game, four four. When do you know what I love the most? And no one's got. <laughs> no one's got. <laughs> what, what? I took Ajax out last week actually for Real Madrid. That's yeah. the one I did, didn't I? What I loved about but. that Chelsea game the most was when Aspilicueta thought he'd scored that fifth goal, <sighs> and he's running like he did the full on kiss the badge, kiss the pitch, knees crying, literally everything. Uh, you could for, see how much it meant. Oh, to it meant so much, and then it got ruled out, and he's just like. Laughing. laughing. No, he was laughing. <laughs> yeah, his, just... his reaction was quite good, actually, because yeah. he, he was still like, this game's here to be won. Yeah, like... uh, yeah well, Juventus, uh, they won, I believe. Yes. And they beat Mos- Moscow 2-1. Two and one. then Dortmund into Milan, what game that was. Yeah, into this Milan was a funny one, because into a 2-0 up. Yeah. And then, like, they were in, on the goal show going through how, how what a big difference uh, Conte's made and how good Inter are and Dortmund are in trouble. And, and, it, and they were probably going into the analysis of why. And then the game ended three to two to Dortmund, and then like they they kind of didn't really know how to react on on it because they were they had just justified why they, this was an expected result. There you go. Oh, I forgot to say you got twenty six points, Mark. Yeah. And then uh, also Barcelona nil um, nil. That was a weird one because that was the early game. Wasn't it, it? it was really weird. But and how weird was Arsenal's slug- kickoff? Well, like four well, pm on a Wednesday. Yeah, or something. strange. <laughs> very strange. Yeah, I don't quite get it. God, I'm glad we don't do this game for Europa League. Jeez, yeah. so many games. Yeah, well, I, so I don't think our spelling's good enough for the Europa League. Is um, oh yeah, Dortmund and Real Madrid. Thank you to Danny. 6-0 against Galatasaray, so that got me some points. 45 points. Rodrigo was, I think he's only 10 days off being the youngest player ever to score a Champions League hat-trick. And then they, they didn't let him take a... Well, he would have got the quickest hat-trick in Champions League history. He would have got the quickest hat-trick ever. Sergio if, Ramos. If Ramos took the penalty instead. Because he scored in the fourth minute, the seventh minute, and then he got a pen on the 14th minute. Ramos steps up. This young kid, he's 18 years old. He's about to get his hat-trick. Ramos steps up. What does he do? Penenka's it right into the top, top corner. Ah, what, what, so what a bastard. What's that? What did you say earlier? Shit house shit house yeah. What a bastard he is. Yeah, but. well, I've got 35 points. So <laughs> I got the most points this week. Yay for me. I wish it was a prize. Um, 
So that means, Danny, with your 21 points, you actually get first choice if you want to switch a team in and out. Um, oh, oh, hold on. I'd forgotten about that rule. There you go. Look at um, this. All Talk FC prepared. Do you know, heavily. I did not repa- pre- prepare for prepare for these games. <laughs> um, I, think, I think the listeners have gathered that we don't do too much before this. So a lot of it is... Well, off, we're hot off the press here. We're hot off the press. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. So... Currently, you've got Man City, Bayern, Atletico, Leon. Who would you like to take out, actually? Well, it would only be Atletico Madrid that I'd take out because um, they're going to play Juventus and they're going to lose because they're just in really bad form. The only thing is that they're basically through because they're four points ahead of the other team already. And you do get points for your teams going through, so depending on whether you want to take them out and go back. Well, the, the funny thing is, this Ajax-Chelsea-Valencia group is a bit crazy now because they're all on seven points, those three, and anyone could be anyone, but Ajax have Lille this time and... We all know Lille aren't particularly good. I, know I, am, that. I am tempted by Ajax, um, but it's a risk because then will I be able to swap them out next time? Um, Go on. No one has Spurs, do they? No, no. That was the one I was just checking who they're playing. They're playing uh, home to Olympiacos. Home to Olympiacos. That is interesting. Uh, and then who's their final game going to be against? Well, Bayern. That's not going to go down no. well, is it? No. Uh, do I want to pick Spurs? Or do I want... Yeah, I think Spurs will get a better result than Atletico will at Juventus. So I am going to actually swap them out. Um, let me just check before I decide where Atalanta are in their group. Do you know what? So oh, that's bottom. the team I was... They're bottom. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, leave them alone. Never mind. They're bottom. <laughs> so, uh... Well, they're not going through. They're so only at one point. You're swapping so, but then Atletico for who? I'm going to swap Atletico Madrid uh, and I'm going to swap them for Spurs. There you go. See, I thought we dropped a team after the group stage. Or am I wrong? No, no after the group stage, you, you lose a team. Yeah. yeah. So okay. then I don't care if that team goes out. Yeah. yeah but so, you won't get the points for them going through, right? Uh, you also, you get, you'll get the points for them going through and then you drop a team. But if you have a team, a team that don't go through. Yeah, you don't get their points. Uh, yeah. okay. You see that? See? Quite yeah. a decent game, this isn't it? <laughs> no, because I was. We're trying to make it interesting it. by changing <laughs> some stuff up. So, should I just change it in the spreadsheet? I'll change yeah, Atletico please, Madrid yeah. for yeah. Uh, for Spurs. Go on, Mark. Well, I was thinking about bringing in Atalanta, but as you say, they're they're not going to uh, go no, through. But I think they're going to win their last two games. They probably will. Well, that would put them on seven points. Would they have a chance? They'd they'd finish on. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're on one point yeah. they're not going to go through Shakhtar or Zagreb will get a point off each other yeah there'll be something yeah they can't go through really well they, well, they can arguably because they could finish on seven and the other two could keep losing if they draw with each other and then both lose against City then they could but tough one alright so, yeah because I just feel like I need to get rid of uh, Napoli and I'm just well they're playing Liverpool this week next week I think they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so I'm going to get rid of Napoli and I am going to replace them with... At Anfield as well. At Anfield? Mm. Yeah, so Napoli's gone. And I'm going... It's just... Red Bull. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't even know who I want to pick. I'm going to go... None of us have Barcelona, do we? I do. Oh, okay. Ouch. Do. Come on, Mark. I'm going to go with. I want to say, where are Ajax in the league? 
They're all on seven. Ajax, Chelsea. I don't think Ajax is a good shout. That'd be my other one. Well, who's Chelsea got? It's Ajax or Chelsea? Chelsea have got Valencia. No coaching, then, please. I helped you last week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Ajax. Ah, fuck sake, man. <laughs> so I'm, sw- I'm swapping out Napoli for Ajax on your list, Mark. Ajax. And Chris, would you like to swap Juve, Barca, Dortmund or Real Madrid? Um, I would, actually. Ooh, it's an exciting week this week. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to take out Barcelona. Even though they're top of their group stage. Even though they're top of their group stage. Do you okay. know what? I should have brought Atalanta in. Is it locked in? Do it. Do it. It's locked in. Bring him in. Bring him in. Yeah, do it. Do it. Is it locked in? You can change it if you want. Look, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking of bringing. I'm bringing it. Yeah, I'll change it. I'll bring Atalanta. Why is Atalanta such? Because they're going to score a load of goals. They're going to score a load this round, and then I'll swap them next round for someone who's going to qualify. So that's what. That's what. That's good thinking. I've just worked it out. I was like, right, you've got Atalanta. Do you want to swap Barcelona for Ajax? Then is that what you're doing? Um. Barcelona for Ajax. That's fair. <laughs> so yeah, do it. Hey, Ajax do is a good it. team. Yeah, yeah. Really they, they, team. they've got one of the highest scoring in them in their Champions League. Don't now. forget though, Red Bull Salzburg have Haaland. He's due another. He's got another hat trick today. That guy's got so yeah, many hat tricks. Dan, Dan take out Barcelona and put in Ajax for me. Because if he was going to, if you were going to take Ajax, I was actually going to swap Barcelona for Chelsea on it now. Oh, yeah. there you go. Chelsea do look good. It's just because yeah, they're away. But, but by, uh, by uh, Barcelona, not that I've seen them much, but they're just not. I'll bring in it's Chelsea not next round. Doing very well, especially scoring wise. They've only scored four goals in the Champions League. Yeah. Well, they're they're, they're not good away from home. That's they're really struggling generally. Yeah. Um, Messi, they're, they're so so reliant on Messi now. When you, I've watched a couple of their games this season, and they are yeah, so. Yeah, it sounds reliant like Hazard's starting to settle in now for Real. Well, the thing with Real, Real have scored eleven goals in the last three games, and Hazard's been involved in none of them. And he's played ninety like ninety minutes in all of them. I did think at some point he's got to get involved in some goal scoring there. But yeah, matter of time. Yeah. Barca are still top. They are still top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, sounds good. For how long? Right. Uh, should we go to your game, Mark? Yeah. Let's get it up. Thank God, I was nervous about asking that question. Why? I wasn't sure if you made one. Oh. I made one. It's just it's a game we played before. Pointless. Pointless. Yeah. Nice. Wonderful. I just. I well, now know the rules. Yeah, but I'm not. I, it's all I've got is ranked answers. Oh, actually, before we do that. Um, should we just go through the auto FC team? The transfer. Oh, well, so because there's no football now for about two and a half weeks, I'd rather save the transfer to close to the time. Okay. Because so what's the next? Oh, yeah. Do you want to do the update on the what's the next game week? Uh, it's, it's on the twenty third of um, November. But yeah. game, what's the game week number? Oh, uh, it will be game week thirteen. 13. So then, because you've added the, the chips, first, isn't it? Yeah, the sixteen is the first week. Do you want? Yeah, do you want to describe the the crazy mathematical equations that led to your <laughs> choice of when well, we're going to use? These I feel chips? like yeah. So I gave the game weeks that the chips will be used, and I think Danny asked me, thinking I'd put zero four into it. Well, it appeared there was none, <laughs> and I feel like you made it up afterwards. But no, on. but it was what I was thinking. <laughs> it sounded fair enough. So quickly run through them. Game week sixteen, we're allowed to use the wild card. I've explained the rules. You can remove whatever players you want. But you auto pick the player back in. What's um, this? For the wild card, you can remove whatever player you want. So you can remove all of them if you want, but you have to auto pick the players back What's in. Some, if, why, why are you making with, this such a The only problem with that is oh, because that, the, auto, the auto pick is the same. So the same auto pick that we got at this beginning of the season, it will we'll pick see. those same no, players. We'll see because it, it, it does it on based on how much money you got, etc. Oh, so. Do you just want to pick the team? But you're yeah. so bad at fantasy, Chris. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm beating all of you lot, so you might be even worse. Yeah. yeah, just went above you today, yesterday, in fact. Jam your height, boy. 
Um, you're right, Mark. I'm 11 points behind you. How's that? There you go, innit? Up and I'm 17 Danny. points behind He's you. the worst one out of us. I'm having a, I'm right, having a squared shot ahead of me this week. Fair, but squared ahead of you. I'm still ahead of you, boy. Man's been you're killing been, it. How can Man's you? You're both destroying it. Did Mark? Did you take a hit then? No. Oh, so you both got the same amount of points this week. Is it? Didn't you? No, I got one more point than him. Ah, oh. you got 53, and Chris, you got 53. Oh, yeah. there you go. And I got 66. So they haven't updated the table. Uh, for today's results right. so we'll see so yeah so don't, don't get too excited Chris you've been oh, with well, the case, I'll all be season <laughs> in that case I'm ahead of you then because I've beaten you by 13 yeah. anyway all right, we'll well, see there you, go. there you go we're talking too much about yeah. this uh, I actually made the substitution last last week I noticed you I made, made two, two subs, subs yeah. who did you bring in? in I bought Enrico and I you made two subs yeah because there was two to go what do you mean there's two there was two transfers in there because you, you hadn't done any subs you hadn't done your sub no but you don't do two yeah I knew you was going to complain so I just did it without saying anything and what? So, so you, what? Bought, you bought in Lundstrom and Rico. Yeah, you had to. For Mendy to. and David Luiz. Had to, had to. I mean, there's now a lot of money in the bank. There you go. But why are you making two subs? Because why are you changing the rules? There's no changing the rules. You forgot to do yours. This is what happened last it's time. It's now got four million no, in the bank. But Danny, there for, you go. You're welcome. We've had this conversation before when Danny forgot his, and then he said, "Do I get two? Because he won it the next week." And you're like, "No, you don't get two. Oh well, well it's done now. To be fair, I stole one of yours earlier in the season, so you can have that. It's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Is yeah, but, but you the team it. is struggling, yeah. I'm going to be honest. This team is, is struggling great. with Haller, Callum Wilson, Campwell, who needs to get out. Um, yeah, but that's why I'm in the bank now. For God's sake, Mark, since you put Mahrez in, he's literally not I don't know why I'm getting of... blamed for Mahrez. He, he didn't play one minute of football since <laughs> you brought him in for De Bruyne, who's obviously brilliant. Well, look, you get to do it then. I'm not sure I brought Mahrez in. I need to go you back did. and listen. No, no, you did, because I remember having this conversation. I bought in De Bruyne the week he got oh, that's injured. Right, De Bruyne, yeah. And then you took him out, and I said, he'll be back after the international break. And you went, oh, I'm getting him out for Mahrez. Anyway, I will be taking Mahrez out when it... Wonderful. <laughs> and now you've got a nice next... 3.8 million in the bank. You're welcome, boys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get... Wow. I'm probably going to get Mane, just so you all know. Okay, cool. Let's Good. start getting us a winning team. Mark, Mark is trying his hardest for... That team to be terrible, but, but we'll, do you know, we'll get there, then. You don't... Uh, look, read the rules, understand them, then come back. Fine, next week, yeah. probably... Well, no, I think Chris, Chris knew, so it's like... That's why he didn't say. But how angry was he when you did his yeah, sub? Yeah, he was furious. He was so angry. <laughs> Call me a hypocrite, I don't care. Right, let's go, pointless. Oh, yes, pointless. All right, pointless. Do you need the rules explaining, Danny? No, I'll figure it out. <laughs> so, I haven't got the whole thing again with the... Uh, the sounds, the, the sounds. That's all right. You can, you can how many, hum. or how many points that they're worth? Because what I, I, the answers I get are basically what percentage of people manage to to answer this. So there are no no pointless answers because everyone's managed to answer something. So we'll start with the first question. Isn't that the whole point what? of the game that there should be a pointless answer? Well, last time I just went through and said this was only answered by five percent of people, so that's pointless. I haven't done that this time. But yeah, so essentially I'll have a list and I might want one answer each and you're trying to get the most obscure answer. So the one yep. you think people most likely forget or miss out. Got it. So this question is about managers in the Premier League. So anyone who's managed in the Premier League during the time that Arsene Wenger was manager of Arsenal. Oh. So wow. from 96 to... When did Wenger go? 2016? Yeah, so anyone ago. who managed... 2017. Any 2017. manager 
during that period. Who wants to go first? Go on, Dan, you go first. Any manager, an obscure one. Um, oh my God, there's so many. Yeah. Uh, but there's no pointless answers. There must be some. There'll well, be some well, I'm, very just, I'm just going to say who's okay. got there. Um, I will go for uh, Felix Magat. Managed Fulham. Looks like, look like Danger Mouse. I'm not going to get anywhere close to that. Oh my god! So he was answered by 26.7 percent of people. Oh, oh wow. trust me, some a lot are high. This is oh, okay. a, this is quite an obscure answer. Oh, that's all right then. Where did you where did you get this? People answered. Uh, it's quizzes off 442, but they save them on some other website called Spore. I can't remember it's something. Felix McGat. Um, so yeah, yeah, so their quizzes are basically name as many things as you can in five minutes. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I know, I know them. So that's quite a. Was that a good answer? Good. I'm happy with that. That's good. It's it. It's in the bottom quarter, I'd say. So what you got, Chris? Not anything good. I'm gonna go for Paul Ins. Ooh, Paul Ins. Who do you manage? Didn't he, he, he managed in the Premier League, didn't he? Yeah. Blackburn, right? In August 2008, but unfortunately that was 35% of people, so it was close, yeah. actually. Right, it's a good he, answer. He, he, he managed Blackpool as well, didn't he? he? Was the oh. Paul Ince was the 107th top answer, and yours was the 125th top answer. What was the best answer? So the best answer was Velma Sajic, but I don't know who he managed. Literally, I bet you have no idea. No idea who that is. Steve Wigley. No idea who that is. Yeah. Jim Jeffries. No idea. Paul Sturrock. Paul Sturrock. So the, the probably the lowest one we'll know, because actually he got an OBE this week, and he's from he's from uh, round here, went to Holloway School, is Chris Ramsey. Oh, of course, yeah. So he's, QPR, right? Yeah, so he's... Q teams, isn't it? Well, no, but Q, he, he took over QPR, QPR when, the, when they got relegated. Yeah. What do you get the OBE for? Services, Services to football. To football. Yeah. He actually played on the same football team as my dad. Oh, there you go. And that's what he got his OBE for, putting up with him. Yeah. yeah. All right, so, Danny, this might suit you, you a bit more because your footy index, hot on the press of youngsters. Ooh, I'm looking... Pressure now. It doesn't include, doesn't include this weekend, but I'm looking for any teenager who made their Premier League debut this season. Oh, shit. Uh... Oh, any teams of teenagers doesn't it doesn't include this weekend you said well if someone made their debut this weekend it doesn't count, it doesn't count it, okay. the stats were this was created on okay. Friday oh god what, what is that what's that kid's name um, I'm gonna go for oh god is it Harvey Elliott Elliott that was my one but yeah. I think he might have only played in the cup you know I, yeah, don't, know yeah, if he I, know. Came, I don't know if he came on in he the Premier League Liverpool. I don't think he's had a minute for well, one, in the league I don't think so he's not on this list, so yeah, you're wrong. He played, in the, he played in the cut. Harvey Elliott. one, didn't he actually make his debut for Fulham uh, last season? Was, I thought it was West Ham. Oh, yeah, Fulham. And it was oh, last season, season, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so it was this season, you, the yeah, question, right? Any team yeah, right. has made their debut this season. Oh, this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just a correct answer wins you there. Well, now I'm panicking, thinking I don't even know how old Mason Mount is. Is he a teenager? I don't think he is. Um... Uh, let me think of any teenager who is playing in the Premier League. Um, There's loads then. Brandon Williams. Correct, with 43%. <laughs> That's, uh, Has Mason Greenwood played in the Premier League? Yeah, he's the yeah. top answer with yeah, 92%. Rhys James, 
second top, Foden. Yeah, but, but Foden, Foden played yeah. last season. So why is Elliot not in it? So Elliot must just not have played then. He's not played in the Premier League this season. Yeah. He's played in the he played two cup games. Some shit. He played in the fight in the uh five five Arsenal game last So week. the best answer would have been Dominigos Okay. Krina for um Watford. Watford. Neto yeah. Oberfemi. Oh of course, Neto. Ryan and, Sessignon. And the, other, the other one for what uh, for Wolves as well, um Jordao or whatever his name is. Uh, he's also eighteen. Alright, next question. Alright. So that's two nil Danny. Uh Jeez, is that the time? So this is what is it? Oh, yeah. Any team that's ever appeared in the group stage of the Champions League. Any team that's ever appeared in the group stage of the Champions League. So the third technically the third round. Um Christ. Okay, let's think of an obscure answer here. Am I going first? Yeah. Yeah. Champions League, not Europa League. Um um, uh, go on, Dan. I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm sure... I feel like Borussia Mönchengladbach last season played in the Champions League. In their debut, yeah. I think they made their debut. I'm sure it was Gladbach. Is that your answer? Yeah. That's his answer. It was a German team. Yeah. Is it only one up? Gone. Is that right? It is correct. And that is a sort of halfway score of a 47%. Okay. So, Chris. Uh, I'm going to go for um, Villarreal. So, yeah, they definitely play. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. this is searching everywhere. Sorry. Come on. Villarreal. They're right, yellow submarines, isn't it? They are Santi Gazzola's team. Villarreal. Our high answer was 63.4%. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. I can't even tell you the, the lowest score answers here. Why? Why? Just so many. many. Yeah. Well, give uh, us well, a couple so of examples of low ones. Yeah. No, I'm even just trying to pronounce them. So, Dundalage, are they on there? That the um, Luxembourg so, team. I'll show you, and you can attempt some of the the names. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, all right. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Uh, let me see. Wits, oh Lodge, William the <laughs> Second, Heisenberg, <laughs> wasn't he in Breaking Bad? Yeah, four. Norgeland, <laughs> Norgeland are, are the uh, Swiss team. And Thorsis, Willem, Augusta. Rostov, uh, the Russian team. Um, we only mentioned Heronveen oh Trapsonspore we only mentioned them last week I didn't know and Bursaspore there's loads of them Heronveen as well Ruben Kazan was a good answer yeah Mulder of course Oli Solskjaer's Mulder the young boys of Bern (laughs) yeah but they're they're in it they're in it most years aren't they they have been in it Uh, good alright so how are we doing? All right, we'll speed through the next few. But does that make it 3-0? Yep. Okay. Oh, jeez. So I, I did actually have one more and then a tiebreaker, but it doesn't look like we need it. So we spoke about him before, Sterling. I just want any team he's ever scored against. Any team he's ever scored against? In the Premier League or just ever? Ever. Uh, uh, ever. It's got Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup. Okay. 
It's got League Cup, oh, Charity um, Shield. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to go for um, Macedonia. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Club Not, team. Yeah, oh, sorry. man. Oh, Sorry. Uh, yeah, club team. That's a um, I'm going to go for... Oh, this is tough, tough, tough. Right, I'm just going to go for... I have no idea. Ah, oh, come on! Who's he scored against? I have no idea. <laughs> I can't think of a team. Any team? <laughs> Any one team. team. Well, I'm just gonna throw. He scored against loads of teams. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I'm gonna go for. Um, uh, I think he scored against 47 teams. I think. Oh, wow! All right. So let me go for. Oh Jesus Christ! I keep saying that. <laughs> Let's just say Arsenal. Fuck it. Oh, Arsenal? Good. Yeah. I'll... Arsenal, 95% of people. <laughs> oh, I, right <laughs> I just thought you used to get a wrong answer. Well, I guess if, as long as I don't say any one of the other top six sides, I'm pretty sure I'll win it, right? Yeah, but uh, you could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm going to go for... for um, Ooh, Everton. Okay. Everton. Has he ever scored against them? Oh, I'd be unlucky if he hasn't. He has 88% of people oh, got that right. God the sake. top answer was Liverpool. Yeah, of course. I was Ars- gonna... Arsenal was actually the second top answer. So Chris even needed you to say Liverpool or get it wrong. Get it wrong. I, uh, I was so, going to say uh, someone... It was actually like quite... Notts like Not- County or Oxford. Notts County was the bottom answer. That's what I was going to say, Notts yeah. County, genuinely. But... And the second bottom answer was what you said for your last answer. Borussia Mönchengladbach. Really? Because <laughs> yeah. he scored in the Champions yeah. League game, yeah. Yeah, so the bottom answer is yeah, Notts County was bottom, Borussia, Rotherham, Feyenoord, Four Celtic, some, Seville, some, a Mullering. Oh man, well uh, played. Good game, Dan. Was that it? Yeah. Well, we can do the tie break if you want. Uh, go for it, then. Quick one. So name any of the last fifty players who made their de- so players that have made their debut for England. Anyone in the last fifty? He's, oh Jesus! Um, so there'll be first. some recent, some not so. I mean, obviously, someone like Jaden Sancho is on the highest, isn't he? I'm not going to be him. Um, Speak louder. Sorry. Uh, any English player, the last one of the last fifty English players to hit, make Maybe their debut. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, Declan Rice. Rice. He'll be high, but. Doesn't matter. He is relatively high. Eighty percent of people. So you go for Chilwell. Chilwell. Oh, it's a good shout. With eighty-one percent, is oh. slightly higher. So Honestly, mean, Jesus Christ. The best answer you could have got was Ryan Mason. Oh yeah. Shalabar. What? Shalabar's uh, yeah. got a cap. No way. John Flanagan, Jack Cork. Alex yeah. McCarthy, Jay Rodriguez, God, we've got some Solanke, Shelby, it's probably in there, John Joe Shelby, Ings, Cook, Redmond, Loftus Cheek, Callum Chambers, Creswell, James Ward Prowse. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, there you go. All right. There you go. Good. All right. Should, Should we, we finish with some front three, back four first before we end? Yeah. Yeah? Um, do you know what? I'll, I'm going to go through mine quickly, so I'll go first. Um, Make a change. Yeah. Yeah. In my front three this week is uh, the NCAA, which is uh, the National Athletics 
College Athletics Association. Okay. They have just cleared the way for athletes to earn money off their names, images, and likenesses. So previously, um, college players, they don't get paid, but also um, they didn't get any money off of anything that would represent their name. So like, you know, jersey sales and stuff like that. Any professional athlete can earn money if their name's used on anything. So if they get a high number of shirt sales, they'll get a percentage of that. If they're represented in a game... But in they college, they, they In don't. college, absolutely nothing. But now that NCAA has actually said that they can, because it's been a lot of debate over the last few years in terms of players getting paid, and a lot of people say that they should, because the NCAA earns billions, and I mean billions of... Well, college sport is of it. massive. Huge, but the players don't get paid anything. Not a penny. Make them right. Hey, <laughs> I make them right. Yeah, make <laughs> no, them right. Yeah. What do you mean? No, I, d- I don't know. I don't really follow it. <laughs> well, if they, if they do well in it, they get massive co- contracts in NBA or NFL or whatever. But so. they might not do well in it. But if you're thinking, all right, you've got an organisation, for instance, that's earning billions of uh, dollars or just earning so much money, and the product that they're actually selling, they don't get, they don't earn a penny off of it. Essentially, that's crazy. Yeah, but they are. They're at college because of their age and because they're trying to educate themselves. But also, college is the gateway to going and earning... If they want to become a professional NFL athlete, then they need to play college yeah, football that's why, that's why people don't like it, because it's monopolising on it. Like This is the only way that, say, an uh, NFL player could go into the NFL is through college. But they don't want to go to college. They don't want to fucking study. They want to be an athlete. Do you know what I mean? No, I well, disagree completely. They should go to college. They should, they should, uh, they should learn. Or come play rugby over here and then go back to the NFL. Yeah, they, should, they should learn to be outstanding people. No, but that doesn't mean anything. Like you're, you're just being like, oh, they should go and study. Sure, that's admirable. But if it's not for the players, if the individuals don't want to do that, yeah, but then, then you're going to end up with sixteen-year-olds earning millions. But you know, they're just going to, they're going to die out when they're nineteen, like, twenty, when they don't care because they've got so much money, they don't care. But you know how we talk about. Um, uh, players getting paid and people say oh footballers get paid too much and I know you've said this in the past well would you rather the owners get all the money that's what's happening the owners are getting all the money and the players aren't getting paid anything well the money should go back into grassroots of that sport yeah well no it goes into into the colleges and you should see the college stadiums and their dressing rooms are some of the nicest things like in the world they got college stadiums of like 100,000 seats nice and you should see LSU's new changing room is Louisiana State University it's ridiculous. It's like one of the nicest change rooms you're ever going to see. But there you go. I think it's a good idea that at least they should be able to earn some kind of money for it. Don't uh, they get their college paid for? They do. Yeah, there you go. That's a lot of money. But they don't want to do, they want to, most of them don't even go leave without a college degree. Do you know what I mean? They don't want to be there. Right. Anyway, uh, if someone's going to get paid, I'd rather the players than anyone else. In my back four this week is rugby. So uh, there was a couple reasons for rugby last week. England failed in the finals against South Africa. Again, yeah. So, um, and I know it's good for South Africa and their racism and all that, but I don't give a fuck. England lost, you know, and uh, I hate them bringing out the sort of morality issue and shit. But the biggest story, actually, is uh, Saracens. Saracens are getting um, are under some scrutiny in terms of how they've been doing their dodgy dealings with yeah. money, and they are at risk of getting yeah. a £5 million fine and a 35 for paying players and as we just discussed payers should not be getting paid (laughs) (laughs) so So, did they they go over the salary cap is that why yeah well it's 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 not it's going it's not going over this it's not going over the salary cap because they so they the rugby uh the premiership rugby have kind of got an american style system when it comes to their salary cap and how they do things to keep the premier league alive what they've actually done instead of 
it's the man at the Saracens and the owner of Saracen, uh, Michael Ray, I think his name is, something like Ray. He does shared um, investment into players' businesses. So he essentially establishes businesses with these players and gives them another financial avenue for retirement. Oh, I see. Therefore, giving them more money. So and and obviously they're saying it's like an offshore account, not offshore. Kind of, yeah. It's like Harry Redknapp in his bank account after. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. So that's a bit of a sketchy one. It's under appeal, so it's, nothing's happened yet, and it probably won't happen until next year. Um, but, I mean, Saracens in the last few years have been absolutely dominant, winning Europe, winning the Premier League. They've had fucking more than half their team play for England. You know, uh, all these international at the World Cup, top, top-class players, and they're going to be under a bit of a, a bit of trouble. Will they get relegated next season, then? I don't think they'll lose points. I think they'll get fined, uh, but I think they'll lose a lot of players because... Okay. There'll be there'll be a you know big watchful eye on what they're doing and stuff like that. So it's not great, not great for the sport of rugby, but uh, especially after the World Cup. There you go. Um, in the interest of speed, so my front three this week is uh, Christmas films. It is the season where we'll have started seeing all the Christmas adverts have started. Yoli. Um, there was uh, a psychologist in America who's done a study that shows that watching Christmas films is good for your health. Apparently, watching Christmas films like Love Actually and Health and Elf can help people live longer and happier lives. It's good for your elf. It's good yeah. for your elf. Um, and actually, you should watch Christmas movies all year round to give you a boost of feel-good hormones, which come from snuggling down and turning on Netflix like uh, Love Actually. I feel actually. like this doctor will also say it's healthy to put crystals on your chest. I wonder if um, he comes well, die-hard in Batman Returns <laughs> as well, Christmas it, films. He, he actually goes on to say it creates neurological shifts that produce happiness... And it's to do, I can't, um, do, to do with dopamine and how much dopamine is spiked when you watch happy, feel-good films, and that actually genuinely makes you happier, which makes you live longer. So his view was you should watch Christmas films all year round, and I just thought it was a very nice thing because I think we're going to be inundated by Christmas yeah. films in the next few weeks. Idiot. As if you needed any more encouragement. Yeah. There you go. Back um, four. Uh, my back four was is a mix of back and front, but I'll make it my back. Um, it's only well, it's going to be about the lionesses. First time Danny's yesterday. had two in ages. It, uh, yeah. that's, that's actually my well, then, uh, go on back then. four. What's I'll, I'll leave it to you. The lionesses yeah. yesterday. I'll leave it over to you then. Go on. So, the England's women's team first time ever have Wait, sold. Is this your front four or back four? Back four. Right. First time ever have sold out Wembley, and in front. Well, they said they sold it out, but they've got seventy-seven thousand seven hundred and sixty-eight fans. But in true English fashion, lost to Germany. So it's a, they were like, this is a big moment for the English women's game, or well, women's game in general. For that. They weren't expensive. I was going to say, is it like a 10, 15 pound pop sort of thing? Yeah, but yeah. I think they should do that. Well, actually, in, the England men team have been travelling more. So their last game was in... Southampton. They played at St Mary's, they St. played Mary's. at Villa. Was, didn't they play somewhere Up random, it. like Sheffield or somewhere? Uh, not not uh, maybe Nottingham can't remember but yeah they've been travelling yeah, around the country which is which is good so the women's game yeah I don't I if they sell the tickets for a tenner or like free for kids and stuff good it gets the crowd there but then you need the team to perform in front of the crowd there's no point saying let's get a big crowd if they're going to crack under the pressure as soon as it's there <laughs> and they so, did and they did yeah and they lost two one to Germany but got a stand innovation and cheered off off the pitch so the women yeah. game's too friendly that's what I mean I was thinking if 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 they want to like build it up, get it, they should have been yeah, booed. They need, they need to break this chance. Yeah, <laughs> Neville out should be trending. <laughs> there should be a yeah, isn't it? I watch fun three. 
My front three is uh, boxing. So there was a huge, huge boxing <laughs> match this week. Big fans, massive big fans, fans. Yeah. fans. Big, big fans. There was a huge fight this week, and um, you may think I'm talking KSI, but I'm not. Oh. That, that there was actually the World Boxing Super Series final on Thursday. Oh, I in, in Japan. Were, I thought we were talking about KSI. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny because like this is sort of highlights the some issues with boxing and some of the you've got one of pound for pound probably my number one but probably the one of the best boxers in the world KSI. in a new way and then um he's fighting on thursday it's on sky sports it's huge in japan but i guess it's not that big over here and then you have a 10 pound sky box office ksi versus logan paul with billy jones saunders versus my uber driver on the undercard <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it sort of highlights the good and bad with boxing so if you if you watch i know you got now tv i don't know if they have catch up but the anue denair fight is technically one of the best fights you'll see really anue oh, okay. has stopped they're, they're re he's really like small it's bantamweights but he's stopped he's lost something like 10 opponents and he should have got the stoppage in the 11th but some really really bad refereeing like shocking like but denair managed to go to points he lost on points it was quite close but yeah that Anyway, was robbed of his stoppage, but he won the Muhammad Ali trophy and, and now has got to be up there in people's top two, three pound for pound fighters. Wow. Yeah, it's my front three. People were stupid enough to pay for KSI and Paul Logan, what his name is, to watch it. Then, then, yeah, good for them. I don't, I don't hate Didn't on them. Didn't Billy Joe Saunders nearly lose? I don't know. I heard, I heard that he almost how, lost. But how, it, it won't surprise me because how oh. would he take it seriously? Like, he's on the undercard of two YouTubers. He's fighting a guy no one even has even heard of. Yeah, it was, it was just lose. all set up to be a banana skin, do you know? I guess so. So, but yeah. But, but KSI, he's from Watford. He's a local, not, well, local-ish. He's a dickhead, bloke. I'll done bang him right. up. I'm calling you out, KSI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me and you in the ring April next year. Can I imagine? But I wonder, Sky, if, I wonder if people sports, really... Watch it. I wonder if people really knew what they were. No one had a clue because it was only a six-round like. Because some people are like, knew what, I haven't watched like, what they were Did you fighting, see it? like thinking they were getting a proper boxing match. And you're like, no, it's a six-round. Did you like, see it? You That's their second fight. Yeah, the first. Fight. Well, the I first one was amateur. Like, like this is their first pro fight. But yeah, it was a six-round fight. So you're like, I only saw the the reactions to it, but I haven't seen. I, I, I don't even know if he's a good. I don't even know if he can box. I, I, I no read idea. someone's tweet. I read saying that KSI is one of the worst boxers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so <laughs> probably not, he's not a boxer. <laughs> but people were hating because, like, if you ever watch anyone's pro debut, they're usually fighting some journeyman who can't fight. Do you know, like, there, there, there was a bit of a double standard when it came to it because they were like, B, BT Sport were like, this is a disgrace. How how are they even pretending this is a boxing fight? And I was like, one of my favorite boxers, Daniel Dubois. Oh, he, we saw he was. Live. He was the first fighter BT Sport had when they first got boxing. And the guy he fought has only had one fight, which was that loss. And that guy is so out of shape. You're like, well, you get pro fights sometimes, which are people who aren't that good. It happens. So, um, Well, if, if you're interested, some of the, I'm just looking at some of the comments now. The fight is over. Officially the worst boxing match ever watched in anyone's entire lifetime. There you go. Yeah. Gives you a good idea of the skill and level of... I reckon he's got good shots against KSI. <laughs> sounds like we all do, to be but honest. But it depends. See, bo see bo boxing community could learn from this because when their first fight happened and the boxing community was like, this is a joke, it was like, I think a, a couple of people said, well, they've promoted a fight better than 
most boxing yeah. UFC have, have promoted fights. And you're like, they could learn from how they promoted their fights. You know who else could learn from KSI? Conor McGregor. Very good. Right. We will see you next week. Yeah. With some England international football. Absolutely. See how many goals we can score. Hopefully a lot. And um, yeah, see you next week. Fuck you, KSI. Bye. Bye. Bye.